Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 120. Well, today's interview is unique because for the first time on this podcast, you're going to meet several of Bible to School's staff members. You've already met our CEO, Corey, so today you can add to that Megan, Steph, and Kate. Christmas is right around the corner, so we're going to take turns sharing our favorite holiday traditions with you. Hopefully, you'll feel a part of our conversation as we gather around my family room, cozy up near the fireplace with steaming hot apple cider in hand, sharing stories that bring us joy and fond memories that we pray will last for generations to come. And isn't that just what we all desire with tradition? We want to do things that matter now and for eternity. Before heading out today, please remember, when you rate, review, and subscribe, and then comment on your podcast platform, all those things help boost us in the algorithm so other people can find us too. In just less than a minute, you can do all those things. And that minute will help others around the world learn more about Jesus and how they can tell children about him. So that's why we would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe to You Can Tell the Children so more people can do just that. Spread the gospel, aka the love of Jesus, to the ends of the earth. Make sure to check out our website, bible2school.com, to gather some of the resources we mentioned in our conversation today. This includes a brand new Christmas activity in our at-home resources section, so you won't want to miss it. Without further ado, join our Christmas tradition conversation with my Bible to School team now. Well, hey team, hey! Hi, We are all gathered here in my family room, curled up on comfy couches next to my fireplace, which is keeping us warm and toasty. And we are reflecting on Christmas and the unique traditions we have with our own kids to keep Jesus the center of this holiday. Now, sometimes that's tough to do. So that's why we're going to share some of our fun traditions that will hopefully help you keep Jesus in Christmas too. So let's first shout ourselves out to the You Can Tell the Children podcast audience. Corey, starting with you, tell us your name and who you're looking forward to celebrating Christmas with this season. Yes, I am Corey Pennypacker. I am the CEO of Bible to School. I have an awesome, awesome team here to share today. We love love talking and being in front of the fire together. I love spending Christmas with my family. We love Christmas Eve to be together. And my kids always liked that as growing up as we did gifts together at Christmas Eve. So they got it a day early than everybody else. And so they were, they, they were really liking that whole tradition there. So cool. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm Steph. And at Bible School, I help to support the team with 
all sorts of tech and behind the scenes help. We just uh, make sure everything keeps running for everybody. And this Christmas, I am looking forward to celebrating uh, with my family, of course. And I still have grandparents that are living. They will be turning 95 in November and December. So looking forward to celebrating their 95th Christmas. That's amazing. Very cool. Love that. My name is Megan, and I oversee the marketing at Bible to School, as well as building relationships with our donors. I am looking forward to celebrating Christmas with my husband and our two young kids who bring lots of joy, especially in the holidays. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. And my name is Kate. I talk to a lot of people that are interested in bringing a Bible school program to their community. And this holiday season, I am looking forward to spending Christmas with our family and extended family as well. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's a little bit about the four friends I have in my house here today. You know me, my name is Meredith and my family, there's uh, three kids in our family and we have uh, an extended family as well that we enjoy spending lots of days with. It's never on Christmas. It's usually Christmas Eve or even the next week. We just kind of go with the flow. The important thing is that we're with those that we love and um, it's a time of relaxation and celebration. So here we go with our traditions. Steph, we're going to start with you. What is a Christmas tradition you and your family have enjoyed over the years? So I, I don't remember where I stumbled across this idea, but we do three gifts that are reminiscent of the three gifts that the wise men brought, baby Jesus and, and Mary and Joseph. Uh, so w- with those three gifts, they brought myrrh and frankincense and gold. So we pattern our three gifts for our kids off of those three gifts. So the their myrrh and frankincense gifts are more personal. One is more personal to them. And then one has to deal with their relationship with God uh, mm-hmm. to help them grow in their faith. Mm-hmm. And then the gold gift was the, the gift that was on the top of their list <laughs> that they wanted for that year. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> we even go as far as like wrapping all the gifts in the same color, wrapping paper mm-hmm. so that they could easily identify when they were young kids, which one was theirs. Mm-hmm. And, oh, cool. and they would know which order to open them in <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. So that gold one was always the last one they opened. Wow. That's really organized. I like that. <laughs> that's awesome. And it also centers Christmas around who we are celebrating. I mean, because right away off the bat, right? It mm-hmm. does. It does. And over the years, some years I would write a personal note mm-hmm. to my kids or in their personal gift or maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, their gift to help their relationship with God. I, I would write how I saw them grow in their faith over mm-hmm. the course of the year. Um, don't do it all the time, but yeah. but every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, I'd tuck that in there too on their gifts. So there's a way to make it very, very meaningful and very personalized and, and a chance as a family to, to reflect or... Uh, to reflect on on Christ and mm-hmm. and His love and His gift to us yeah. through His Son in a very meaningful way. Yeah, yeah, that's really really neat. Uh, can you name some examples of three gifts that have been enjoyed in the past? Mm-hmm. That would that would that be allowed? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I was chatting with my daughter about that earlier this morning. I'm like, so what stood out? What what did you really like? And we kind of laughed over some of them in the past, like the uh, the mermaid fin. Yes. Uh, that would be used in my parents' pool. That one had to be, oh goodness, delayed gratification. It was six months until oh, yeah. we got up to the pool for them to try out this mermaid. And it was, it was kind of funny, um, you know, and just seeing the, the joy when they were younger of the American Girl dolls, mm. you know, when, when those were big and popular yeah. and, you know, just, uh, you know, some of the more, the more personal ones as they started then to 
to know what they liked and what they Mm -hmm. were interested in and getting into and that we could come along and support them and in those pieces, those stood out as well. So would they start to ask like, hey, for my three gifts this year, like would they do that or did they leave it just up to you guys to figure out what you were doing? So they would give us a, a Christmas list, which was nice. And my husband and I would pull their gold gift off of that, get ideas for the others. And then the rest of that list would get parsed out to grandparents and and aunts and uncles and such. But I always tried to make sure I was getting stuff off of their list Perfect. too, because yeah. I wanted them to be surprised. And I wanted to see how we saw them growing personally themselves and in their faith with God. Cool. I wonder if they'll continue that, any of your girls. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, Yeah. we'll see. Awesome. So let's move on to you, Kate. What's a Christmas tradition you and your family have enjoyed over the years? So I struggle with this question some years um, because we do a lot during the holidays. Um, As far as tradition goes, like reading the Christmas story, making Christmas cookies, going to Christmas Eve service. But then my worry set in and was just wondering, like, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Yeah. As in, are you giving the right answer type thing? Is that what you mean? Yeah, basically. um, I decided, like, if you're worried about what you're doing, if you're doing it right, or if you're even showing up for your kids, Mm. you're probably not doing a terrible job at it. (laughs) Right. Um, And you're probably not too far outside of what God's bringing you to. So good. What a great reminder. We need to be less critical of ourselves and really just a step-by-step sticking with the spirit's leadings. We can be so hard, so hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. as parents, don't you think? Exactly. Yeah. And so often we give grace to our kids and even other parents, but just remembering that we can go easy on ourselves too, Mm -hmm. especially during this holiday season. It's just so important. Any shame or guilt or even fear that we're feeling isn't coming from God. Amen. Thank you both of that truth. Yes. Thank you for reminding us of that, Kate. <laughs> There's actually a verse related to this about not having a spirit of fear, right? What yes. Yeah. Second Timothy talks about the spirit that he does give us is one of power, love, and self-discipline. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So what I'm hearing you say is if you don't have a tradition, that's okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Our yeah. listeners are happy to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, no pressure here. This is just one of those things we want you to know. Here's some great ideas if you needed some new ones. So, okay, Corey, it's your turn. Tell us about one of your favorite Christmas traditions. Okay, so mine, I kind of made up on my own, which is really kind of interesting because uh, I didn't think it was a big deal, but when people hear about it, they think, oh, that's a cool idea. Uh, I was really interested in prophecy. You know, Jesus, over 400 prophecies that he fulfilled and, you know, do the math on that. And it obviously he is our savior because nobody could do fulfill all those prophecies. And I kind of wanted when my kids, I didn't have big traditions when my kids were young, Kate. So you're, you're off the hook there. <laughs> uh, but when they started reading and I had a very, I had all boys, Steph has all girls. I have all boys. So we have interesting conversations about that, what their, our lives are like. But my boy, my several of my boys were very inquisitive. The word why was constant. All the why, well, why? And even past the why stage, I still said why. Uh, we had a rule and that after five o'clock, I don't answer questions. Oh. So, <laughs> so the prophecy thing was something really interesting to them specifically. So I actually got uh, 23 envelopes or the prophecy envelopes. Mm-hmm. And I wrote on the front of uh, each envelope and I wrote the date, the December 1st, and then obviously the next one was December 2nd, all the way through up December 23rd. And I wrote what the prophecy was on the outside of the scripture. 
So like the first one I wrote was um, the Isaiah 714. I even wrote the date. I looked up the date as to what the, when the prophecy was about, about when it was prophesied. Yeah. Um, this one particular one is 740 to 686, or, yeah, 686 BC. I guess I was really industrious back then when I did that. I even have a date range. <laughs> um, and then in the, in the back, I, it, it, I actually have what, it, from my point of, on the envelope, I have born of a virgin. So that's the prophecy. But inside, the kids don't know that, inside is an index card and it says the fulfilled prophecy. So the outside of the envelope is the prophecy and the scripture. The inside of the envelope is an index card that says fulfilled prophecy, Matthew 1, 18, 24, and 25. And that is the fulfilled prophecy from mm-hmm. Isaiah from the six, from 600 BC was born of a virgin. So are you reading the outside and one of your kids is reading, like looking at the scripture yes. and reading the answer? Actually, when they really got into it, I would have two of them. I'd have the one do the outside and one do the inside and really hit home that this wasn't just a baby in a manger. This was the Messiah and kind of hit home that, that was, it was a very special birth. And we then the 24th and 25th of December, you guys are probably wondering, what did she do then? <laughs> then was the was the uh, Christmas story. Mm. And uh, we kind of, and then I asked them what their favorite uh, prophecy was. And, you know, he shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. We even got into Genesis about the preexistence of, you know, Jesus. Mm. And this is just something that was my little project to connect the really hit home that yeah. he fulfilled all the prophecies with his birth. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I think I want to do this Christmas with my kids. Cause I have a tween and two teens. And so they yeah. can totally relate with that. And actually even fourth grade, which is last year for me, my youngest is a great age for these prophecy envelopes. It makes me think of the Bible school lesson we do towards the beginning of the year with fourth graders. And we tell them about how Jesus actually fulfilled 300 of the Old Testament prophecies, which is wild. And then we learn Mm -hmm. about probability and we talk about that. And do you remember what the number is, the chance, Corey, that one man would fill? You don't remember? I don't remember. Okay. Well, it's one in 10 to the 32nd power, which I Googled this. It's (laughs) technically called 100 nonillion is the chance that one man, no million, there's nope, a new word. Never heard of it. <laughs> okay. It is the chance that one man would fulfill even eight of those 300. Oh, wow. Even eight wow. of them. I didn't look that deeply into my prophecy. <laughs> I'm glad we have you around, Mary. Well, to our listeners, I, like we're sitting here looking at her prophecy cards. How much would you charge? She did this like by hand. She yeah. wrote them out. This is not an Amazon purchase. So mm-hmm. if we wanted this, Corey, uh-huh. how much would you charge us? <laughs> for free. For free yeah, okay. to all our, you can't okay. tell the children from, uh, friends. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. What is frankincense and myrrh? Frankincense and myrrh are most widely known as two of the three gifts the wise men brought to Jesus after his birth, the third gift being gold. In biblical times, frankincense and myrrh were spices used at special occasions. Frankincense was used as part of sacrificial offerings in the temple, while myrrh was often used as a burial spice. Both point to the sacrificial death Jesus was born to accomplish to save us from our sins. 
All right, so Megan, last but definitely not least, love to hear from you. What is a Christmas tradition you enjoy with your small little kids? Yeah, yeah. Mine is a very simple one because I do have young kids. We sing happy birthday to Jesus and we do the whole thing with the cake and the candles and um, it's a lot of fun. And it's just a really good way for kids at a young age to understand and remember that Jesus is the reason for Christmas. Mm -hmm. His birth is the reason for Christmas. And birthday cakes and singing the birthday song is something, it's a concrete idea that young kids understand and can relate to. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Megan, I just love the simplicity yet intentionality in Mm -hmm. this, Mm -hmm. Um, like you said. And my one question though is, do you home make this like, like Martha Stewart or can you find a great bakery and like have them do it for you? <laughs> what have you done in the past? I I would love to say that I make that myself, but no, they've up they have been store-bought cakes. Okay. okay. But maybe in the future when I have more time, yeah. <laughs> I will make them. But we do write on the cake okay. with icing happy birthday Jesus oh, so cool. that it's at least a little bit but you do you do that together. I do that myself. Oh. Yeah. But do, how many candles do you put in? That's a really good point. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. Corey, do math. (laughs) I do not do math. Steph, do the math. (laughs) Steph is our numbers gal. I think we usually put in however many fit on the cake. My son is four and he loves to put candles in cakes and sing the happy birthday song. So he usually puts the candles in the cake. Okay. All right. So, So who do you think this year will sing the loudest? Definitely my son, Nolan. Okay. He is our little performer <laughs> and he will probably put on a whole performance for Jesus <laughs> singing happy birthday. Make a joyful noise. On yes. The yes. Yes. And amen. Yes. <laughs> That's a great way though, to honor the real reason for the season and just keep things simple and meaningful. Yep. Really all of these things. And I love it because we have a great age range. You know, we're not going to do prophecy envelopes with Nolan, right. um, but we can do the little things, you know, mm-hmm. and um, as they get older, it can still apply to them and we can um, have special traditions. And I, you know, honestly, I think the best thing for me when I look back on my childhood is just like we all said in the very beginning, we're with family. And if we're repeating things, really, it's just bringing back the good memories of being with those people. So before we wrap up, I just love to know, I think we have time, a few quick personal things from you all. Steph, knowing how musical you are, what is one hymn you absolutely have to sing over Christmas time? How in the world do I choose? <laughs> because there mm-hmm. are so many great songs with you know, from Joy to the World with all the flourishes to A Holy Night that just brings everything right there to the throne of God. But the one that, that stands out for me is I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. When I heard that Sight and Sound was turning that into a movie, I was beyond thrilled because I just love One, I love the music. And two, I love the message through that song that Jesus did bring peace on earth, but not a peace like everybody thought. Mm -hmm. It's a peace that's inside our hearts as we have a relationship with Christ, not necessarily peace through the nations. Like people not fighting. Yes. Right, right. Mm Yeah, especially in this season, uh, it's so important to remember that the peace he's bringing is within us for us to then uh, shine his glory and his light Mm -hmm. in the world. Amen. Yeah. I love that you would, you would probably connect that because I know you are a music person. Like she said, you would connect that with your kids. So whatever your passion is Christmas time, you can connect that to the kids like baking or, or singing or whatever it is. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. 
So Kate, do you guys go around and pick out a Christmas tree from a local farm or are you team artificial tree like me? <laughs> well, we decorate super early. In fact, our house is already decorated for Christmas. Oh, wow. Um and we are definitely team artificial. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Maybe in the future we'll be real, but right now we're artificial. Okay. All right. No, it's okay. I had a neighbor actually who she's very meticulous in her cleaning and her housekeeping and everything. And so all the years, I remember from when she had babies till now her kids are like tweens. She would put a baby gate around her artificial tree because she actually also had like decorative ornaments <laughs> and she didn't want them disturbed. So I know that's not how your no. house is. I'm just saying it <laughs> reminded me. <laughs> yeah, we have homemade ornaments on our tree. Our oh, kids love it. Oh, so. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, Corey, what's your favorite Christmas cookie? Homemade or found in stores? Oh, Santarts. My grandma's recipe. Oh, I have my grandma's yeah. sweater on now, too. It's all, it has um, uh, all kind of Christmas stuff on it. It's pretty and tasteful. It's a pretty sweater. It but, is. Yeah. But, and the Christmas cookies are the same way. And it's not Christmas in our whole family, extended family, unless you have grandma's Santarts. Oh, so we roll mm-hmm. them out and then we do the, all the stuff and all that kind of stuff. It, that's a process. It is. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It is. That's why we only do it once a year and everybody <laughs> yeah. helps me. And now I have, I have older children. I'm the oldest one here, although I don't look it, I know. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I have the 20 year olds and I have daughter-in-laws now and then now bringing them into the Christmas cookie making theme. Aww. And it's just kind of nice with, with, as you build these tr- traditions as like with the young kids, you're going to reuse them always, but you, you introduce them to new other families that come yep. into your family. So it's, it's kind of fun to do that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, you're an amazing interior designer. So I want to know this from you. (laughs) What decoration or decorations will you be sure to sit out this Christmas? You're very kind. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Before kids, I was very particular about my Christmas decorations. Since having little ones, it's certainly changed a bit. So usually my decorations are moved daily. (laughs) (laughs) However, redecorated. uh, Right, exactly. Um, But we do have a really cute wooden small nativity scene that's for kids. And we always make sure that's set up in uh, the kids' playroom. Cool. Yes. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Well, I'm so glad you said that because I don't think we mentioned nativity scene yet today. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, there yeah. you go. Love those. Oh, definitely. You got to play with those. Let the kids Absolutely. play with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. But what, okay. What's your tradition? You didn't eat. Ah, yeah. I'm allowed to do that okay. since I've been on this show before. Well, I guess I will share. We have run out of time, but real quick. Um, <laughs> one thing I do love is I actually ordered these. I didn't do them myself, but I think it was on Amazon. There was these cards and there's 20 four of them that tell us the names of Jesus or the names of God. And there's a whole bunch like the way man of sorrows, Emmanuel. And then on the back, it tells you the number. So you're, you're counting down to Christmas. It's like, um, you put it across, I use it across the hearth. So, um, you just paper clip it or pin like it a, up like a clothesline. Pin it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a clothesline, you pin it up. So you know what day it is mm-hmm. and you know, a name of the Lord. Very cool. Um, and we always we talk about a little, you know, like, and what does that mean? Like, what's, why is he a shepherd and why is that good? Or why is he the lamb of God? And why do we care that he's Emmanuel God with us? You know, so. Very intentional. That's like, what you, yeah. you want to be simple yeah. and intentional. Yeah. Thanks. Very like cool. It. And it's not hard. Very easy. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, thank you so much, everyone. You, I hope our audience enjoyed getting a glimpse into our holiday traditions and maybe they'll try one. We would love to hear from you if you guys do decide to try one of these traditions or um, give us some of yours. Engage with us on our social medias. Uh, Corey, 
wouldn't be the same if we didn't end a podcast without prayer. Would you mind closing Mm. us today? I would love to. Father God, thank you so much for Christmas. Thank you for the crackling fire, the twinkling lights on the tree, Christmas sweaters that keep us warm, the cookies that smell so good and and have no calories in them, we know. Lord, we thank you for the just all the decorations and Lord, family, being with family and being with friends that are just like family. And Lord, just uh, remembering uh, what we've done from childhood or what were the new traditions we're making as moms and dads and grandparents. And Father, I just thank you that we have this time in winter to celebrate your birth, uh, that you are our Messiah, the Savior of the world, that you have fulfilled prophecies that the wise men gave, uh, came and brought you gifts for your birth. Lord, it is your birthday. We can celebrate it with candles and blow them out. And and Father, we can love on you all year long and just see who you are and how we can connect our kids to you. Lord, thank you for helping us to be intentional and simple in in showing our kids uh, that Jesus is the reason for the season. It is Jesus's birthday we are celebrating because he is our Savior and we love him. In your name we pray. Amen. I hope this conversation was a fun change up from our normal and also an encouragement to hear some Christmas traditions others enjoy that bring the season back to the reason we celebrate in the first place. Jesus, how does your family keep the focus on our Savior? We would love to hear your traditions and favorite memories. To engage with us, message Bible to School on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to feature your ideas the next time we discuss this topic. Don't forget to go to our website, Bible2School.com. That's Bible2School.com. And click on the resources and at-home tabs. This is where you'll find the Advent prophecy cards Corey mentioned. All you have to do is print a few pages and cut along some dotted lines. It will take you just a few minutes to have a meaningful Advent calendar, all set for December 1st. And all on a budget. While you're already on our website, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode including next week's helpful conversation on what to do when your child and their teacher disagree at Christmas. Until then, friends, enjoy a Christmas latte. And remember, you can tell the children in your life about the real reason for the season, Jesus.